Welcome to 24 Karis. I'm Kelly Johnson, the founder and CEO of Karis by KJE. We are a strategy consulting and leadership development firm that partners with clients so that you can experience the power of we, the power of diversity, equity, and inclusion, transforming the workplace and beyond. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we are wrapping up this series where our team, our leadership team, is really talking about culture transformation the Karis way. Uh, We've talked about what is culture transformation. We've talked about like the barriers, um, the the kind of navigating that whole process. And it's been a great conversation. We wanted to give you a little bit of a sneak peek behind the scenes of how we approach this work that's so important to us with our clients. So um, I don't know, what have you all been thinking about or taking away from the conversation so far? I think it's a good reminder of why we signed up for the work we do. Um, So, I mean, you know, for me, it's been a passion of mine and just to talk about it just is seamless because it's just naturally in our blood, I guess. Yeah. 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 I think I'm just, I'm excited for others to hear what we've been thinking about and working on, I guess, in in the background, so to speak. Um, So to just get our our thoughts and, and ideas out there on what we do, why we do, and how we do it um, is exciting. Yeah, it does kind of feel good because I do feel like it's a little bit of a, a you know, a hidden gem, mm-hmm. right? Like we don't always we don't talk about ourselves. No. We're so <laughs> we're so client focused that we rarely take the time to talk about ourselves. So I'm glad that yeah. we're doing this because I think it's important just to um, share with people our philosophy, our point of view mm-hmm. on how we view not only DEI, but also just transforming the workplace, transforming individuals. Mm -hmm. So I think the last kind of conversation is we're going to talk about, you know, what does it really take? Like what what kind of commitment? If someone says, I I want to transform my workplace, uh, what are they really saying? And what's really required to make that happen? One word that just popped in is consistency. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> and I think it's it's consistent consistency like on an organizational level, but the more so on the day to day, like in the trenches kind of work. Um, so when we're working with directly with our you know key client contact, it's the sending the emails and the you know the following up and all of that um, to ensure that that strategy is being disseminated to the entire organization but that we don't kind of get discouraged when we don't see that needle moving, you know, tomorrow <laughs> when we just, you know, communicated something something the day before. Um, so being just consistent and committed to the work and knowing that, you know, we will see the fruits of our labor soon. Yeah, when I think about uh, the clients that have been very successful um, partnering with us, it's that they're all in. Um, mm-hmm. There's, you know, very little hesitation um, once they've committed right, to the journey. And I think we've mentioned several times that it's a journey and it's not a, even when you start the journey, you know, your first couple of years or whatever you have you, it's still kind of cycles. It's never ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of that circle of life, if you will, where it's just <laughs> always gonna continue, right? Because companies are always going to have change, always going to have restructures, always going to have people coming in and out, mm-hmm. and that affects your culture, right? Um, so it's never, um, a, there's never an ending um, yeah, to right. that. So the companies that are successful recognize that. That's why when we talked about earlier the barriers of cost 
and prioritization and things like that, the companies that are successful know that there is an end game, long-term end game. And it's not just right now I need this as an initiative because XYZ external event happened, mm -hmm. therefore I need to now focus my attention on this as a company, mm -hmm. but that this is an ongoing thing yeah. um, that is always going to be happening. Yeah, I love that. I would add to it, I think that collaboration and partnership, mm -hmm. um, it's, it, it's going to take um, the, the willingness to trust the process. Um, you know, we're kind of like, kind of like organizational trainers, like personal trainers. You know, we're, we're coaching, we're guiding, we're, pro we're providing the blueprint, mm -hmm. um, but it's collaborative and we have to do this together. And where we have seen the biggest transformations in leaders as well as the organization are those opportunities where we truly get to partner. Yeah. Uh, we're in the trenches, um, we're celebrating the victories together, um, you know, we're, there's emotion sometimes, mm -hmm. um, and there's also hard conversations yeah. as well. But I think about just the, the growth in a fairly short amount of time. Yes, it takes time for like big needle movers mm -hmm. to occur, but I think it's important to celebrate those small wins and the small victories and and that those those truly happen in partnership and in collaboration mm -hmm. with people that you trust. And I think you know trust is super important to us, and um, we always value that. And I think we're always trying to instill trust and show that we're coming from a place of best intentions. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I think the flexibility to sort of say they're not ready or. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they're not ready. Yes. Um, they really, I, I love the movie The Matrix. It's like, are they going to take the red pill or the blue pill? You know, and they may not be ready to take the pill that we want them to take, mm -hmm. but let's at least make some level of progress. Um, so I think that's really cool. Yeah. And one thing that I was just thinking about is because we are so collaborative with our clients, how it's always so funny when it's time for us to kind of step back into the background a little bit. And they're always like, N no, wait, where are you going? We still need you. Like, you know, we, we want you in the background. Uh, so that's always funny um, because clients do let us in. When it's time for us to kind of leave, they're like, no, we don't, yeah. we don't want you to go. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. That's funny. So we were working with a client that, you know, kind of had more limited resources. Mm -hmm. And we were happy to help them on the, their initiative and, you know, we wanted to be respectful, I think, of their financial constraints. And so we had planned the, planned a transition meeting and we we're like, okay, so here's what you need to do. Here's some next steps. Here's our recommendations. And they're like, but wait, you know, we wanted you to come and do this and this. And so that, that is, it's funny, but it's also a great feeling. Yes. Because um, we, we really don't like to um, <laughs> leave, but you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, you want to kind of honor honor their wishes, right. but I think that's why we have such a high client retention rate, yeah. right? Because we we take the time to embed, I think you said this earlier, Annalise, you know, we, we embed ourselves in the organization to the degree that we are allowed. Mm -hmm. And um, there's, it's almost invaluable. It's like, how do you put a price on mm. that? Yeah. Um, because the, the repercussions or the benefits are so, um, intangible, but also significant at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yes, and we've had a good tracker, track record too of 
you know, as our contacts and key organizations transition, mm -hmm. um, get callbacks once they're, you know, in, in a new spot. And so those are, you know, in a testament to the relationships of trust that was built. And again, what sets us apart is we try to keep that, um, those positive relationships, those networks mm -hmm. um, open, um, our brand. Yes, we let go of uh, clients as they mature in, in their own space and, and build their capability, but you know, oftentimes we probably will hear back from them mm -hmm. um, saying that they have a need for something else because as my point earlier, it's going to continue to evolve. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's, a, it's not a you know, one-time solution and then it's, it stays static. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's such a key point because organizations are not static, mm -hmm. right? Like, and, and I mean, if they are, then that's not a healthy organization. But, you know, to your point, there's always going to be people moving in and out, in and out, or across, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so the ability to be agile and flex and contract as needed based on how the organization is ebbing and flowing, I think is super important. And it's important to have partners who, who recognize that or, or in, and are as committed to that uh, agility as, as the client is. Um, speaking of, of organizations not being static or stagnant, um, what are you, what are you all seeing or what are you thinking in terms of like data and trends that, um, really impact this work? Like what's really relevant right now? Mm -hmm. uh, what should organizations be paying attention to? I mean, I think of course the elephant in the room right now is, you know, the great resignation and the almost kind of the the power shift so to speak um where employees are really asserting them you know what they want and what they need in their careers or out of their careers yeah. um so that they can have more of that work-life balance or that feeling of belonging whatever they're searching for they aren't afraid to, to go after it right now um, and we're seeing that impact whether it's with our key client partners whether it's with turnover in general with the organizations um, we're definitely seeing that impact um, the organizations that we're working with. And so helping them to formulate, you know, pivot their strategies or formulate plans to be able to continue that work um, or whether that's us stepping in to support them even more um, as their teams transition um, and, and experience turnover as well. Um, so it's really equipping the organizations to be able to kind of bounce back or manage um, the resignation, the turnover, because we're seeing this impact teams, we're seeing this impact ERG leaders even more, especially um, workload is all, already a big deal for them, but losing their co-chair or losing, losing their co-chair and losing a team member in their department at the same time can impact them or is, are, is impacting them a lot. Um, so I think we're, we're going to be seeing the repercussions or side effects of this for a while, I think, until things start to, to settle down. Yeah, and I remember, so I was in a recruiting space in my last, my last role, kind of global team um, in different countries, and it's the same, like, you know, predominantly in the U.S., but it's the same elsewhere, especially post-pandemic. I mean, I remember when I was a recruiter, you know, decades ago, decade ago, um, <laughs> we were already seeing that trend of, hey, no longer is it a common thing for people to stay, you know, take a job and then they stay there for 20 years mm -hmm. and retire from there. That's no longer common. It's more every three to five years was the average. And this was, I'm talking about 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, so even more so now, we were seeing that, I think post-pandemic, lots of, you know, 
time thinking, you know, mm. about what you really want in life, and life's too short, and you want to go and fulfill your passion uh, and do the things you really want to do. So I think that attests to a lot of resignations you see right now and movements of people making career changes, right, where in the past they probably would not have thought about doing that, right? So I think it's more prominent right now for us to really work with companies on engaging and that employees, and that is mm -hmm. the work that we do um, in yeah. this space. And I think it's connected to the great resignation and the shift, the power shift, if, as you said, which we talked about in a recent blog, like what that power shift dynamic is. But I think sort of a kind of 1A component to that is, yes, people are leaving and the, the power is currently with the employee. But I also think part of that is the, the, the shift in expectations. Mm -hmm. So with that shift in power, not, ju not only from like a benefits or workplace flexibility, but the expectations around communication mm. and vulnerability from leaders. Mm. You know, we're seeing Gen Z and millennials expecting more of leaders to be able to lead from a place of vulnerability, mm -hmm. um, speak to the heart or speak from the heart um, because people want more reasons to work and to grind beyond the paycheck, mm -hmm. beyond the 401k. And if leaders are not learning how to demonstrate that vulnerability and um, create that, that trust mm -hmm. because they're communicating more, because they're able to communicate about really tough, sensitive topics that do come up around DEI, those leaders who are still resistant will struggle even more to retain um, to retain the best talent, I think. Yeah, I think the, the lines are it's even more blurred now. Um, even with going back to work, the, the work versus home or work versus personal kind of um, dichotomy, I guess, um, people are expecting, or Gen Z millennials are expecting to have these conversations. They're expecting that, you know, their leaders are asking their questions are in, engaged in what they have going on at home or outside of work. Um, so really being able to, to bring their whole selves to work is more of an expectation now. Um, and I think there's some maybe some generational differences and ideologies yes. <laughs> um, that are uh, at play there. Yeah. Well, this has been good. So we're going to keep doing this periodically where we share um, from our team perspective about different diversity, equity, and inclusion topics. Mm -hmm. We do also want to invite you to send us in your questions. So what do you want us to talk about? Mm -hmm. And we will try to answer those. You'll just check out the show notes and find a way to contact us, email us your questions. In the meantime, um, we thank you for being here on 24 Karis. Um, we really enjoy the opportunity to partner with you on your DEI journey and help you um, have a consistent commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion 24-7. Until next time, thanks.